I realized, oh, I need to actually actively be making changes to my Twitch and doing things so that I can grow. I can't just sit on Twitch and stream to nobody and expect to get viewers because that's not how it works. So every single stream I tried actively, like changing something, making something better, fixing this, fixing that. And the quality improvements and the content I was making, the networking I was doing, like really fed back into it. So that's just what taught me that, hey man, if I put in the work and put in the effort and make the correct changes, that I could grow. Pat, welcome to the Becoming a Creator podcast. It's so good to have you on. I couldn't think of a better person just given what a lot of your content focuses on. It just seems it's such a natural fit for the audience that listen, which is a lot of new creators that are listening to the, the pod. Thank you. I'm flattered. Oh, and you guys like emailed me saying that there's this interview. I was really surprised. I was like, wow, I'm so this seems super fun. I'm really excited to go on. It's a great podcast and I kind of stalked you guys already. I was looking through and it looks amazing. So I'm really happy to be on. So diving into a little bit about TikTok, built a lot of your brand around, which is helping other people. How did you get started doing that? And what made you want to help other people? It was actually really interesting. So I started with League of Legends. I started with League of Legends skits. I was a League streamer most of the time. I was using TikTok to grow my Twitch just there was nothing strategic behind it it was wow i have followers on here let me try to get some people over to my twitch so my twitch can grow and around october so i started using tiktok july 2020 so october 2020 people were commenting because a lot of people noticed that my streams were growing i was like doubling my viewer counts month by month or at least like increasing it by two well, was small back then so like ink doubling was like plus five but a lot of people are like how did you grow so fast like da 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 because I, I made a video showing my growth month by month i had this duet i was chaining month by month people kept asking me like how did you grow whatever so i made a video with my advice it was just a 10 second video i didn't even say anything it was how i grew from six to 20 average viewers and i just had a list of things that i did on there and that video did decent it did okay it did average among my videos but then a lot of people were actually upset because they were like you're too small to be giving advice and i was like okay so wait another two months and now i went from 20 to 40 average viewers so i made another video about how i went from 6 to 40 average viewers plus i made a pov video talking about my stream journey that pov video blew up and it blew up three months later i made that video in november 2020 it blew up january 2021 for some reason but that one got like 200,000 views. It was my first video to ever hit 200,000 views. Mind blown. I continue doing streaming content and I love helping people. I love teaching. Back when I was at UC Berkeley, I taught a game design class. Like I would help people with whatever they needed. I'm really active in helping people, coaching people, like tutored back in high school, et cetera. So I'm really down for all of that. And then the streaming advice videos are doing really well. So I was like, education, streaming. And then I just took it and ran with it because that was my first video that blew up. That's super cool. So, so as soon as that hit that, you were just like, okay, I know this works. I'm going to double down on, yeah. on what's working. Yeah, it worked. I doubled down December. I posted three videos a day and every single video, like all of my videos were streaming advice. So I've been posting three times a day for over a year. I recently just went back down to two times a day, but yeah, literally all just streaming advice, doubling down. And I gained like 40,000 followers per month from December to like March. And what were the biggest changes like that. that you felt like so you've seen this growth, but what do you think correlated to it? Like, how did you get this Twitch audience or this Twitch TikTok audience to come over to your Twitch? 
that is actually still a question that I'm trying to answer today. What ended up happening was I was in January, I was averaging about 50 average viewers per stream, 50 to 55. January 15th, open up my Twitch, I hit go live and my chat is running. It is literally like a speed run in my chat. And I'm like, why is it so fast? It's never that I always have my viewer account. So I have no idea how many people were watching me. And then somebody in chat was like, oh my gosh, there's 120 viewers. And I have a clip of me just, I literally just like mentally shot myself because I could not comprehend how there was that many people in my stream. And I thought it was a fluke. And after that, I, I spent like two and a half hours catching up with chat. I never caught up with chat that stream. And after that stream was over, I laid in bed and I was so terrified because I was like, please, please. Like I just somehow, I touched something that I never thought I was able to feel and reach. And please let me not lose this. And I just maintained that average account like ever since. But I think what happened was I blew up in December and got 40,000 followers on TikTok. January, I gained another 40,000, but that was mid-January. So at that point, I had gained an extra 60,000 followers. And in the beginning of December, I was at 8,000. So I like doubled, was hitting, was touching 80K, almost 100K. And I think because I was doing all those advice videos, whatever, I kept showing up on people's For You pages. Everyone said I was always on their For You page. There's videos of like somebody scrolling and I'm just seven videos in a row. And I think just on that day, everyone just decided to come over to my Twitch because I was in the comments. I was always like, if you have questions, feel free to ask me on Twitch. Like I'm very responsive on Twitch, but sometimes I just struggle to respond to DMs and stuff like that. So ask me in chat. I will always answer your question. And people just pulled up and that was that. And we've never looked back from there, which I, I am still mind blown to this day at like that whole thing. Well, it's just the beginning, which is even more exciting. How did you learn everything you know about mm -hmm. Twitch and streaming? Was it something like any of the, any of from school, like editing or anything like that? Or was it watching or just by doing? All self-taught. All self-taught. I would just watch a lot of YouTube videos, like see other TikTokers make advice videos and through Google and through my own trial and error. I went to school for bio. So I had to teach myself how to edit. I had somebody help me, I guess, set my Twitch up when I started three years ago now. But it was the most like basic setup. That was it. There was nothing beyond that. So it was completely pretty much self-taught. And I taught myself everything I needed to know. What really I think helped was just, I almost quit Twitch actually. That 2020, the month I started TikTok, I had a call with my mentor and I told him, I was like, dude, I'm quitting Twitch. Like this is just too much time for no return. I really want to grow on Twitch. Like I love this so much, but I just can't make it work. And I need to go find something else I'm passionate about. And then... August, I just randomly YOLO'd a stream and opened up and there was like 12 average viewers in there. And it was from TikTok. And then because I was networking with lead creators on TikTok, and then that just clicked in my head. And I realized, oh, I need to actually actively be making changes to my Twitch and doing things so that I can grow. I can't just sit on Twitch and stream to nobody and expect to get viewers because that's not how it works. And that epiphany that I had, every single stream, I tried doing something to make it better. Every single, and I was streaming four days a week. So every single stream I tried actively like changing something, making something better, fixing this, fixing that. And the quality improvements and the content I was making, the networking I was doing, like really fed back into it. So that's just what taught me that, hey man, if I put in the work and put in the effort and make the correct changes that I could grow. That's fascinating. So do you feel like even though you were doing it for a while before that, you weren't really doing it? Yeah, it, w it felt like I was going through the motion, but I wasn't getting anything done. And my favorite quote came from my archery coach where he said, practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice makes perfect. Mm. And I basically said on my stream, I was like, 
I streamed for a year and a half and my logic was, oh, you know, I'm a decent looking female streamer. Like I'm a cute female streamer. I'll just go live and I'll get viewers because of that. I didn't know any better. I didn't know that Twitch's discoverability sucks. And I had a really messed up misconception of what you needed to grow. Because I was like, either you grow off looks or you are Tyler Wood. So I was like, I'm not Tyler Wood. So I'm going to go down the other route. And later I realized how wrong I was. And I did that for a year and a half and I didn't see any results. And I didn't grow. And I was like, is something wrong? Like, I don't know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this. I don't some other reason. And then I leveraged TikTok with networking and stuff to get people into my stream. And then I doubled my viewer count. And I was like, okay, so what I was doing before obviously didn't work and I was wrong. So let me like change my idea of Twitch and what I need to grow. And wow, if I actually put in work and make content, I will grow, not AFK streaming on Twitch and expecting results. It's fascinating when you say that because what I what it makes me think about is you're doing things now. Right now in this moment, mm -hmm. you're doing things. And you could probably be doing it better, but you're not even aware of what you could be doing better. And is that not such like a mindfuck where you're like, oh my God. Yeah, this is why I'm so adamant on trying to help people grow on Twitch because I want to be like a Twitch big sister. I don't expect any, any handouts. I don't expect anybody to help me do things. But my life would have been changed so much if when I started three years ago, somebody told me, hey man, you can't just AFK stream for a year and a half and expect to grow. Go make a TikTok account. If you, if you think TikTok is cringe, it's fine. Make a YouTube channel. Start posting content on there so people can find you elsewhere. If somebody told me that three years ago, I feel like I would be in a much different place now. Obviously, I wouldn't have all the stuff that I'm doing right now. But I feel like I, I, a part of me does feel like my stream career could be way further if I had that knowledge way earlier. I just spent a year and a half wasting time because I was ignorant and I didn't know what I needed to know. I had no idea that there was all this other high level stuff that I needed to do. And that's what I want to do to help other people so they can skip the one and a half years of aimless streaming that I did. I, to I totally feel you on that one. You do more than just advice videos. You sometimes get involved in some of the more controversial topics that are happening in the industry. One video yes. I checked out was, there was a guy, I think Mar or Mars or something was his name on, a, he was like doing stuff on Tinder or whatever it was. And you kind of got involved in this controversy. Feel Mike, a streamer for G2, matched with a TikToker on Tinder and it got weird. Mike's recent Twitch streams have consisted of him going on Tinder and matching with girls and begging them to come over. TikToker Mars Way matched with Mike and he began saying uncomfortable things about them. The fact that this bitch is too scared to even leave her house after putting in 40,000 fucking booster shots in her goddamn body. Mike first mocked Mars's worry about COVID. Well, that's a complete fucking lie. I'm not gonna do that. And then lied saying that he would get a COVID test all to try to get them to come over. And then Mike ended with this. Could the big titty liberal come over already? Holy shit, dude. This begs the question, it's against Twitch TOS to expose personal information about people, especially without consent. Do you think this type of content is okay? There's a lot of comments that come with that and a lot of like toxicity, frankly, that comes with inserting yourself in that mm -hmm. conversation. How do you deal with those comments? I ignore them. I have a, like a set of mental rules that I follow regarding hate comments. My first rule is I only respond once. And that's only if there's a misconception that was in the hate comment. So I, that video was generally, it was, it's pretty black and white. It is wrong to go and pull up people's tinders and show their public info without their consent. That's just wrong. I had a video I made where I showed my growth on Twitch. 
and everyone was like, you only grew because you're female. So I got a lot of comments like that. So out of all those comments, I just picked the one that was the easiest to respond to. I only had one response and I was like, okay, so if this is the logic, I look the same for the three years I was on Twitch. So where's your argument? Being female was the only reason I grew. Then why didn't I grow for the first year and a half? <laughs> and that's it. And any other comments beyond that, any other fights, I don't answer any of that because I don't want to entertain any of that stuff. You're just feeding into the trolls when you're answering their hate comments and like feeding feeding into them is what they want. So I don't want to give them what they want. And I personally don't care either. And when I'm receiving a lot of hate comments, those people that are leaving hate, I first off feel bad that they think this way. It just makes me think like, oh, I wish maybe somebody would in your life in the future could provide you more guidance so that you're not filled with this much hatred. But also those people are not my target audience anyways. So that's what it doesn't really matter. I like doing those videos though, because it's helped my account recently hit a broader audience. And it's actually helped me grow quite a bit, which I really like because my audience was predominantly female. So I had a 72% female audience on TikTok. But doing those videos helped me broaden my audience to more people that were interested, on, interested in streaming. And then they come in and they see that you're streaming advice and then they follow mm. for that. So it's actually helped me It's like me a, a good top of funnel. It's Even so interesting because like, Arguably, TikTok is the top of funnel, but you almost have a top of funnel in your mm. top of funnel, which is like is it's fast. That's that's super interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I really like doing those videos. They're really fun. It like again broadens my audience, gets more people in, and they come for the news and they stay for the stream advice. So it's helped a lot. And the hate comments just boost me on the algorithm. Yeah, it's really thank good. you for the hate comments. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate them actually. <laughs> you, you stream. You're talking about like the art side, and you stream yourself creating different animations or making graphics. How do you think of like new content ideas? Like what's your process when you're thinking about trying some out, something different? Yeah, that one, honestly, it's kind of just what seems fun to me in the moment. I kind of have a list of plans that I want to do for stream. And then I'm notorious for just the day of changing it because I felt like I want to do something else. It's just the ADHD in me is just, hey, man, wouldn't it be a great idea if you did this, this and that? But a lot of my content, again, it's demoing things and it's giving advice. So even when I'm doing art, I'm kind of doing a tutorial on how to make something. And it's what I want to make, but it's also what people have asked me to make. So I personally have been like recently really into pixel art. I always really like pixel art. And a lot of people don't know how to make pixel art in my community. So they were people were like, oh, you know, I would love to lo know how to make pixel art. And I was like, let me give you guys a tutorial on how to make sushi pixel art sub badges. Two versions, one in Photoshop and one into this free web web browser program. So I'm trying to hit all levels of accessibility financially. If you can't afford Photoshop, it's fine. There's a free version, which is honestly probably easier to use for pixel art. Another time, like my community really likes frogs. So I was like, let me just go make some frog bit badges and show you guys my process for making that. So everything that I do, it's through the lens of how can I show people how to do something? How can I teach people how to do something? And then a lot of times people have asked me, hey, I would love to know how you make content for TikTok. And I'm like, oh, sure. Let me just take this entire stream and I'll spend this entire stream walking you through how I take a VOD and cut it into a YouTube video and then a TikTok video and my entire workflow process for that. So it's all based on what people want to see and what my community asks me for and what I think would help them. Because a lot of times people don't ask for something explicitly, but I think people would love to learn about how to do this or that. Like, I think people would love to learn how to make a YouTube thumbnail. No one asked me, but I was like, I'll do a demo stream on how to do that as well. And I also like doing the demo streams because a lot of times people will come in at the very end and they, they're just like, oh yeah, I'll just skip through the VOD. It's fine. And I was like, oh, are you sure? Like, 
this video, I didn't really explain it that well. I'll have a YouTube video up maybe in a couple of weeks with the exclamation. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. I want the lifetime view of you just doing it. And I was like, oh, okay. If you want that, perfect. Go watch my vlog. <laughs> so a lot of people also said that the vlogs are really helpful too. So it just makes me happy to know that I can help them. Do you ever go into a stream thinking about TikTok clips that are going to come out of the stream? Every single time. Every single time. My stream is a means to an end. My stream is a means for me to farm content for other socials and to interact with my community. But that's it. I don't stream to grow, if that makes any sense at all. So I don't go on Twitch and hit go live with the intention that this stream, I'm going to go and like entertain people for this entire stream so that I'll get more viewers. This is slightly contradictory to the advice that I give to people sometimes, but I also, it's just because of where I am at in my streaming career. I'm not looking to grow my Twitch anymore. Like if my Twitch grows, I'll be super happy, but I am looking to grow my other channels. So sometimes I will ignore chat because I know that this segment that I'm talking about, me in the future editing will lose my mind if I'm constantly interacting with chat. So I'll AFK for like seven minutes to talk about a question that somebody asked and give them a very thorough answer. I mark it in using stream labels in my channel dash my creator dashboard because I don't have a stream deck. So I just use the creator dashboard to mark it. And then I'll have the mark VOD. I'll go into it afterwards and then cut everything up for TikTok, YouTube, anything I can milk it for. So all my VODs get milked for all my other content. It's it's the best way to do it. I was just wanted to work for TikTok too, not just the longer form, but also for your TikTok. Oh no, it worked for TikTok. That video I told you about where I said that, oh, I streamed for a year and a half and I didn't know why I didn't grow because I'm cute. While I was in that stream, that's why it's like in the clip, there's a slight hesitation when I said that because I was like, I shouldn't say this because it's not necessarily the right thing to say. And then I was like, yo, but if I say cute, I'm going to piss off so many people on TikTok. I was like, I'm going to say it. And then I went back, edited 450,000 views. So from a stream clip. So it's the, mm -hmm. the, the conscious, like the awareness of like where this is going to go in the moment is yeah. super powerful. I want to talk mm -hmm. about some of the advice you did give, which is more along like starting out in the beginning and like the, the, the idea of balance. You've spoken a lot about different things on how to grow on Twitch, but one of them was about taking breaks and valuing your yes. mental health. How do you personally disconnect and step away from content? I'm going to do a better job of this, actually, because currently I'm in between juggling my internship and my own content creation. So I end up working a lot of hours per week. But for me personally, I step away from Twitch entirely. And a lot of times for me personally, what I, I found is that even on my break days, I have set days where I'm just legitimately just not on Twitch. It's the days that I don't stream. Well, Tuesdays and Sundays and Fridays, I'm just literally not on Twitch. And back in the day, I would still on those break days, open up Twitch, leave lurks for my friends because I love them. I want to support them. But then I just found that even being on Twitch was just a mental drain for me. Every time I looked over on the other monitor, I'd have tabs open. I'd see Twitch. I'd be reminded of my work. And to be fully honest, there were some people at the time that I was jealous of. This was like a year over ago. But when I would see that their numbers are super high, it would kind of hurt me inside because I'm like, man, they're growing so much and I'm happy for them, but why can't that be me? And it would just remind me of it all the time. So when I take breaks, I now I don't open up Twitch at all. I don't go on Twitch. I just ignore it. I actively avoid even having anything work-related open to even visually remind me of work. And I found that that mentally cleanses me a lot and helps me just 
take a better break instead of taking a break where I'm not doing anything, but mentally my brain is still thinking about stuff to do. It's hard to turn it off, especially it when the engine craves more at all times. Yeah, it's a love-hate relationship because it's what makes us good content creators, but it's also the Achilles heel as well. Yeah, You've spoken a lot as of three years ago, how you were lost in your journey. Mm-hmm. A lot of new creators that are listening to this pod and they might be feeling a little bit lost. What advice would you give, especially I think to female creators that are um, thinking of starting and they're not sure, what advice would you give to them? Mm, I would say my best advice and everything that I'm going to say in terms of advice, don't beat yourself up if you don't, if you aren't doing it or if you don't take it like every, it's completely fine. Everyone's on their own journey. And this was something that was really difficult for, it took me like almost a year to understand this. But everyone's on their own journey and streaming is not a race. You're not going to blow up overnight and be the next dream. You're not going to be the next Pokimane, the next Tyler one, the next big streamer overnight. It's a lot of quietly grinding behind the scenes and keeping your head down and focusing yourself, putting in the work that you need to put in to grow. And a lot of times it will be very rough. It'll be very tiring and you won't be seeing results for months it could be for a very long time you won't see any results but at the end of the day this is your journey and you're the only one who's going to be growing and benefiting from this journey the people around you have no impact on you and this ties into the whole jealousy thing right i'm sh- you, i'm sure you're going to have friends who will probably be more successful than you right now but they're also on their own journey and they're on their own path and a lot of times these people have Things that help them that you will never know because you can't get a full insight in their life. A lot of times there's maybe they have more editing experience. They might have like this experience on you or that. So to you visually, it might look like you guys started at the same time with the same playing ground, but it's not the same because everyone has a different experience that either helps or hinders them and you're on your own journey. So keep focusing on yourself, keep working on it. And especially for my female creators, a lot of people are going to come to you and make fun of you and shit on you and tell you that you shouldn't be doing this and that. You're never going to be successful. And I'm just like, I'm a vindictive person. What really helped me was these same people that are coming to your face and making fun of you and calling you some e-girl wannabe streamer. These are going to be the same people that will turn around and tell their friends oh my god yeah i used to be friends with cat liente like we're really close when you blow up it's gonna be the same people your haters and the people that are jealous right now will also be your biggest supporters and biggest fans when you get big so it's gonna be really rough and don't let these people win don't let the people that are crapping on you right now win you're better than them you will succeed just keep working on it and then they're gonna come back around and wish they were friends with you Plus one, I can relate to that. Very similar uh, experience or story, especially people that grew up around. Want to switch topic to businesses because it feels like you have yes. a bajillion ideas. Like it's just like <laughs> creativity is like bouncing out of you and you're trying all these different things. What inspired mm-hmm. you to open an Etsy store for, for Twitch packages and emotes and badges? Oh, I can't really pinpoint exactly one thing that's inspired me per se. I would just like go on Etsy and look at the pretty art. I would just, per- I, I, well, obviously I wasn't going to, I didn't buy any because I make all the art for my own stream just because, you know, it, it's just a pride thing. But I would go and st- like look at Etsy all the time and be like, wow, look at all the pretty art. 
And then one day it just kind of occurred to me, I was like, Ayo, I, I could just make an Etsy store and throw it on. So I'm somebody that just, whenever I get an idea, I will YOLO full send it in the same night. It consumes me when I have an idea. So it will keep me up at night. So I remember I had an idea for an Etsy shop and I told my significant other about it. And like two days later, I made the store and I put up three things on it. And then I had a whole plan and I was like, okay, yeah, so I'm going to launch it in June and this, that. And then I had stuff on my store and then people were buying it. I got a bunch of sales and I didn't do anything launch related. I never mentioned it on my social media ever. And I already got people buying it. And I was like, Ayo, people like this stuff. And then I made a video on TikTok talking about my Etsy shop. And then I got a whole bunch of sales. So my first month I got about 400 sales and it was mind blowing for me. It was a lot of money. And I was like, okay, so I can make money from this. What in the world? This is such a crazy concept. And I really like making art a lot, but actually like full transparency, I'm not the biggest fan of doing commissions because I love making art for other people and it makes me really happy, but also innately I'm selfish and I want to make art that I want to make. So my Etsy shop was just like the perfect, like in between where I can make Twitch art, but art that I want to make with, you know, consideration to what customers actually want it did well and month by month i was getting more sales and i was like okay this is working we're just gonna roll with it and now we're here it's been almost a year now which is crazy that is well when you think about like all the different business ventures you have i got a couple of, i don't mm -hmm. know if it's all of them maybe you've got more and it sounds like you probably have more cooking like you've got twitch streaming you've got creating content across all the platforms you create content you've got maybe multiple Etsy stores you've got one-on-one -on -one coaching with your patreon mm-hmm how do you prioritize all of these and then still make time for yourself? It's a little bit hard. I give a lot of advice on taking breaks. I myself need to be better at taking my own advice, but also it's difficult because this is my passion and this is my joy. There, My dad's, my favorite quote from my dad, this quote he always spews, he's like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that's how I feel. I love content creating. I love making art. I love doing this. I go to sleep at night excited for what I'll be doing the next day and all these projects and passions I have. I could barely sleep last night because last night I was like, why have I never made sub badge flares before? So I went and made six. And then at night I couldn't sleep because I was thinking of other sub badge flares I could make from an Etsy shop. So it's it's like my passion and my love, which is why I'm so dri in innately driven to do this. In terms of balancing everything, I have a nest egg for all of my social media, all of it. So my TikTok, I have 44, 43 now. I posted one today. And my Twitter, I have in my dra Twitter drafts, I have a whole pile of videos. YouTube, I normally have um, almost a month's worth of scheduled content, but it's been a little bit. So now I'm down to one week. I have, I post like every other day on YouTube. So I have four more videos left to go up. Scheduled Instagram, I have probably 20 photos that I could schedule and go up. And then the reels and the shorts is all stuff that I pulled off of my TikTok content that I've already made. So I have nest eggs for all of my socials. Etsy is kind of an AFK thing where it's digital assets. So I just throw it up, list it whenever I feel like it and just respond to the messages. And that's about it. It's very minimal work. And then, yeah, it's just a lot of creating nest eggs. So every time I start a new project, a new thing, whatever, I make sure that there is a lot of stuff a nest egg if you will to fall back on and that's the advice that i give people all the time when i'm coaching people to make to grow on tiktok i always tell them don't if you make up your first tiktok video do not post anything until you have 15 to 20 videos 
because you're going to have days where you're just lazy and not feeling like making content. Maybe one day, like you get a sty in your eye and you're like, shoot, now I'm not going to make content for a week because there's this thing in my eye, right? So when things like that happen, when life happens, that nest egg is super helpful. And for me too, when my job got more busy, I had this nest egg that I could fall back on. Because every time I'm in LA, I do more work than I normally do for my job. So, which is really fun. I love working for them. But having all these nest eggs in my socials make sure that I don't fall back on anything that I'm already doing. Mm. Do you get time for cat though? Sometimes, sometimes. I definitely need to take more time off for myself. I think I don't have a set day off necessarily, which like on my days off when I'm not streaming, I'm just doing other work and other stuff. But again, it gets so muddy because this is why enjoyment. Like if I had a day off, I would just make Etsy art because it's just what I find fun and what I like to do. So sometimes when I have like a full day off where I'm, I can't do literally any content or any art for my Etsy, sometimes I just play like a whole day's worth of League. That, but, I don't know if that puts you in a better so, place but, or not. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know if a day's worth of League is yeah, going to help <laughs> or like be better. What is something that you're really excited about for the rest of the year? Well, I'm currently working on a tiktok pdf guide so i already have one for 2021 but one thing something that i'm trying to work on is actually monetizing my channel more i had another i've had a lot of life life epiphanies this year also but i had an epiphany the other day on stream i looked up the influencer creator report i was reading through it on stream and there was this little segment where you could see how much money you could be making as a creator so i pulled it up I look at it, I put in my stats and I am like, why is the cap 21K and why am I making the minimum? <laughs> I was like, huh? Okay. So that kind of like opened my mind a little bit because for the longest time, I knew what I could do to monetize. I was against making a Patreon actually for the longest time because I knew there were these things I could do to monetize, but I was so against it because I just kept thinking back to myself three years ago when I was a broke college student trying to grow on Twitch. And I was like, Every time I would see people with paid advice, I would get salty because I couldn't afford it and it would make me feel bad. So I was salty. So I vigorously made it my mission to not paywall people when I was doing this because I don't want people to feel the way that I felt. And like when I could just barely afford to feed myself to then want have this dream that I want to pursue and this dream is behind a paywall. And it just felt so bad to be in that position. And I don't want to do that to other people. But then at the same time, I'm kind of also just like, but I also should be making more money because I want to move to LA. I currently live in my parents' home, but once I move, I have to account for rents. And so that means I need to make more. So I have some interesting things coming out that will be slightly behind a paywall, but I'll be giving away free ones because I always want to make sure it's like free stuff. But I have this TikTok PDF guide. That one's going to be free. But then I have this workshop, like this workbook thing I'm making for it to literally, it's basically my Patreon coaching, but in workbook form, if you don't want to commit to Patreon and just buy a one-time thing to basically walk people through the entire content creation process. So that one's going to be really fun. I am walking through that. I also had my stream coaching thing that I said was going to be done in January, but a lot of things have backlogged it. So I've done everything but the three month one, but I had this plan where I was going to go coach somebody for three months they're going to sign a contract in an NDA, which is honestly that and the cruise that I'm going on are the two biggest holdups at the moment. I'm not going to tell anyone who I'm coaching and they're not going to tell anyone either. And I'm just going to coach them for three months and see where they started and see where they end and just be like, use that kind of and do like a whole YouTube series on that and be like, this is what's 
I how I could coach somebody to do. And this is what they did to get from point A to point B so that you guys can follow along, obviously for free and just watch it through the YouTube videos. So I'm excited for that. That was going to be, it's it's been so delayed, but I want to start that now in June. I think that's going to be the new plan. Just life happens. It just feels like I that love sometimes. that. It's such a good, but, it's such so a good series. I have that coming up. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. The biggest thing is just the contract because my club self is writing it and I'm having like, all your friends look over it but it is a big pain in the butt that i just constantly i honestly it's my fault i've kind of been avoiding it for a while because it's scary <laughs> because if i mess it up that's pretty bad <laughs> so i've just been scared yeah. and that i was a little bit in over my head on that one but i did other coaching with other people and those are all done and those have been great and two videos are still in editing so i have all of those coming up and then you know i want my goal is to get to this is a really ambitious goal, but if I could do it, 1K Etsy listings by the end of this year. I currently have 157. Wow, 1,000 items on your Etsy store? This is an ambitious goal, but <laughs> if I can make this happen, I'm really trying to focus on Etsy and YouTube. If I could get my YouTube to 25K by the end of this year, that'd be nice too. I have a high degree of confidence in you to make that Thank that you, thank you. Where can If people want to follow on the journey and they want to check out and even and learn from you as well. Like, where should they go? Ooh, if you want to learn from, it depends on how you like to consume the content. If you want the fastest advice, TikTok. If you want the most precise, like the most in-depth advice, YouTube, my YouTube channel. Um, they're both Catliente or my Twitch. If you have any stream questions, I live demo a lot of things on my actual Twitch account. So if you want to see, you know, a three, four hour VOD a video of me demoing how to make Twitch assets and Photoshop the stuff that I make on Etsy and the entire work process or just taking my content from point A to point B. I also review people's streams on my own stream every Saturday, 7 p.m. TST. So a lot of people get advice through that. So yeah, and then if you want, I don't know, cool arts, my Etsy shop is Catliente Twitch. Boom, Kat, thank you so much. This was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. We'll have to get a game in league at some point. I haven't played in a while, but I am. I mean, you are high level league player. I am pleb. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I'm rusty <laughs> these days. Your rusty is going to be better than my my peak two years ago at gold two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I look forward to it. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, thank you so much for having me as well. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I wanted to just end this with a little bit of context on why we do what we do. We're former content creators ourselves, and we just really want to help as many content creators as we can. That's why we started Pipeline.gg. It's a platform where you can find other like-minded creators and learn from the pros who have already been there. Get step-by-step -step guidance so you can avoid all the mistakes that we made in the beginning. If you love the episode, there's going to be even more inside of Pipeline. So check it out. Head over to Pipeline.gg.